Welcome to another special edition of the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Kate Calusiestes, one of the pastors on staff. Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open and affirming congregation. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our messages, we hope that you will find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your journey of faith. We invite you to listen with us now. This was not an easy sermon to write. Although, let's be really clear, they are rarely easy. Lee knows exactly what I'm talking about. But writing this, knowing what the day could and would hold, means that it added layers that I cannot even begin to articulate. I preached my very first sermon, standing right here. So I hope that you'll bear with me and that we'll make it through together tissues in hand. (laughs) Each week, the Revised Common Lectionary provides multiple texts for churches to use. In some traditions, like the Episcopal Church, all of the texts are included in worship each Sunday in a variety of ways. I often find myself mining the psalm for the day to use as our call to worship, and then wrestling with the other texts as I try to get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit tell me what they're saying and what I should share with you. Now these texts today are the texts that were the companions that I preached last week. And I'm sure in another time I might hear the whisper of the Spirit sharing with me how the power of prayer is essential in the feeding of the great crowd, or how remembering the sovereignty of God that the psalmist speaks of is how Elisha was able to feed his people. But as I read and prepared for last week and this, it became clear that as this position ends and you look ahead to the search for your next pastor, The very best thing I can do for you is pray for you as much as the apostle prayed for the church at Ephesus. The letter to the church at Ephesus has significant influence on who we are as people of faith and how we look at the church universal. Having visited Ephesus, I can tell you it's fairly clear it was a big and bustling city at its time and how diverse those conversations might have been. But I couldn't leave out the psalm. The prayer of the apostle doesn't exist without the prayer and praise of this psalm. The psalms give us words when our own words fail in mourning or in celebration, or in this case, praise and thanksgiving. Psalm 145 has a long history of being used as a tool to enhance and explicate, that was not the word I thought I'd trip over, the faith of the Jewish people. One of the Dead Sea Scrolls has a version set up for use in worship. It is used more than any other psalm in most Jewish prayer books. There's no question the apostle would have known these words. Did they inform the prayer for the church at Ephesus? Who knows? But prayer as a way of life for the faithful certainly would. 
Thanks will pour out from the mouths of every one of your creatures. They will not be silent, the psalmist tells us. So this is where my prayer begins for you. Gratitude spoken out loud. I give thanks for the depth and breadth of this community, for all the ways you have already felt Christ dwelling in you. For laughter-filled dinner groups with surprising conversations about topics like competitive bridge. For the willingness to show love and compassion to folks sitting on the same pew or across the sanctuary or on our benches out front for praying with and for each other in times of crisis and joy, for bearing with each other even in the midst of conflict, for aching to be together and knowing it was important to wait and mostly abiding by the guidelines your fellow members have set forth to keep us all as healthy as possible. For the moments of conscience and making hard choices to let go of things that have served their purpose or agreeing to serve this community knowing that the work will be challenging. For the desire to be welcoming, for this congregation to look as diverse as the neighborhood in which it sits and to grow to be more diverse as the city we call home and to welcome those who may not be welcome elsewhere. For the ways you have been, are now, and will become a church centered on mission, love, support, and outreach. For the ways that you build each other up, even when it's hard, and the glimmers of recognition that this interdependence is hard work. For the ways that this congregation is rooted and grounded in love and the opportunities to share that love that are just over the horizon. The prayer for the church at Ephesus is a prayer that we overhear, a conversation between the apostle and God about a beloved community of faith, who they are and who they can become when they experience and really, truly know the love of God in the person of Christ Jesus, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, the apostle says. So my prayer for you continues, that the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit may be as real to you as I am standing right here that you feel the grace and peace of Christ Jesus when you welcome visitors in your midst, and even, maybe especially, when they push and pull you to do things differently. 
that you experience the love of God when you try something new that doesn't quite work the way you wanted or expected, and that you let that love remind you that you might want to try it again anyway. That you know the fellowship of the Holy Spirit when you bear witness to the resurrection to the saints of this church and friends and family. That you know the grace of Christ Jesus as you faithfully look ahead into the future, knowing that following Christ is the only way to save any church. That you know the love of God when you reach out to our neighbors experiencing homelessness and also those who may live in luxury but struggle with loneliness and pain. Knowing that many have heard only judgment and not the extravagant welcome that God offers to all of us. That you feel the fellowship of the Holy Spirit as you live into the new future that awaits covenant, seeking what you can be and not resting on what you have been. That the grace of Christ Jesus strengthens you as you wonder where it is that God is leading you. That you know that love of God in that questioning and that the fellowship of the Holy Spirit sustains you in the uncertain days and opens your eyes to the wonder you have not yet imagined. Finally, my prayer for you is not that different from the prayer for the church at Ephesus. I pray that you will rise stronger in faith, recognizing that living into being the church is bigger than you are. It is bigger than this building, and it is bigger than we can ever imagine. I pray that you will be grounded more firmly in love, not simply for each other, but for your neighbors in all definitions of what that might mean. For your love of God, who is the ground of all our being. I pray that you will be more deeply filled by the fullness of God, a God who answers prayer, even when the answer is not at all what you expected. God is already at work here. The holy power of God is present even when we fumble around not knowing what to do next, and so we do something we've done before. But part of the knowing is listening for where God is leading. Turning to God for help. Praying together for what is next. And then stepping out in faith. Knowing the bridge over the chasm is there. May it be so. And all of God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. And please visit our website, 
covprezatl.org for more information as well as our full archive of recorded services to learn more about us and to get in touch with us. We wish you well in these times of upheaval. Grace and peace to you.